0: Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye! I, Shanus Maximilius Tronte the Third, profusely apologize for our woeful lack of appropriately scheduled content. Yes, it is I, Shanus, and we hath no words to make up for our shame, says Shanus. So, yeah, we're not going to make excuses, but onward and upward. On this episode of the MAPS podcast, we chat with a fellow MAPS team producer, Ryan Athey. You may know Mr. Athey from running into him in a random parking lot, and he complimented you on your sick Mashuga t-shirt, or you may know him just from the local scene in HB. That's Huntington Beach, people. Ryan owns and operates Dyer Audio, which you can scope at direaudio.com. He's a super great dude, super hardworking, and super dedicated, and he loves the super sexy t-shirt that was gifted to him that was also gifted to Maps. I wouldn't call it a beefy tee, but I would call it a beefcake tee, and I would also call it ridiculous. So once again, thank you guys so, so, so much for tuning in. We will be on our best behavior to keep the content flowing. If you'd like to help support that river and encourage us to produce content in a more timely and consistent manner, please click on the support link listed in our bio or also located in the episode description. Your support really, really, really means a lot. And as always, Shaka!bra Welcome to the MAPS Podcast. I'm Shane O'Breno, and across from me is Michael. Whoop, whoop. And today we have the lovely Ryan Athey. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me. Good. That is good. Don't forget to not be too shy with that microphone, that nice, brand new...
1: Neumann U87. Yeah. You are hearing the sound of the hits.
0: Yeah, Michael (laughs) scored... Supposedly.
2: Supposedly,
1: I open Supposedly. it up, look Chinese to me. <laughs> it's all Chinese,
2: <laughs> anyways.
3: So, your shirt is going
0: to distract oh, me. Oh, it's going to be so good for those yeah. who can't see. Obviously, because this is a podcast, and we're not yet filming these. He has a very <laughs> sexy uh, t-, t-, t it's like a golf t shirt with. Um, a dude, a ripped dude's chest and abs on like it, like one of those cheesy shirts that makes you look like you're ripped.
2: Yeah, but yes. it's by the company Lynx. That makes converters, and it says transparency <laughs> and, and like, like ghetto tattoo across the no, chest. No, no, it's
0: it's that it's yeah. that font that like spray like spray paint guys do. Like when you yeah. you're on you're on Venice Boardwalk, and Correct. you're like, hey, have a sh- I want a shirt with my name and on then it. And on, some on the stars rails, it says
2: Thunderbolt three AES <laughs> three Digilink USB, USB and Dante. Dante. <laughs> He's genius. Like like who? who yeah, like links. I would love this I would love to have this your is,
1: gear. This is Nam merch that never. Got this, yeah. AM,
2: yeah but you're right. Yeah. Your marketing guy is not welcome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just so I don't. Yeah, it's just such. That's something you would see at like the you know souvenir shop in Rome, Italy. When you know you're you got the Colosseum, like it's just <laughs> so. That's weird. Very specific.
1: it's that's why. Well, that's where I would see it. You don't gotta go that far, man. Main Street, Huntington
2: Beach.
0: I guess there's so those too. cheesy
2: shops that have like I farted today shirts. I <laughs> can't go down there without getting shop by a sandbag nowadays, yeah, so. or getting hip or something I, like that. I feel that
0: like I'm sure. gonna have to remind you to speak into the mic, young man. Oh no, I feel like I'm oh, gonna have to no. do, it do it. Who's, yeah, yeah, who's, yeah who's, who's editing it? Um, me, it's <laughs> always wise, me. That's yeah, I'll take off the pop filter too. Give you some more work to do. <laughs> Get all those explosives in there. I mean, uh, if if you want to if you want to be more chill, we can move it closer to you. you I know. just see it. Well, this is plenty yeah. close. All right.
1: I feel like I've got a good level. Let's ask the professionals. see. Yeah. the professional.
0: I
2: here just, we go. All right. All right. What? Here, here, here we go. What? We're, we're we're going into the real conversation now. <laughs> okay. 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 Like, what, where what are, are we go? What do you, Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> I think we had a very strange start to our relationship. Probably. From what I remember, you went to the same high school with me. Yeah. You did not go to the same music program that I was in. No.
0: But he, he would not or he probably just did both. It was oh.
2: it was kind of
1: a would not. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um I regret it actually because now I like all that music. But yeah. he was I mean the whole app of thing, for the uninitiated listening, Huntington Beach High School. That's where me and Mike went. Mike was two years ahead of me. I think mm. you and you and Max graduated same year, right? I think so. So that's twenty. That's years. who we need
0: to get on the podcast. Oh my <laughs> god, <laughs>
1: he would be. A, oh yeah, yes, you know what?
0: I'm, I'm sorry, Ryan. Let's just, let's just stop it right here. Let's yeah, just call, call Max. Max. <laughs> yeah, let's get Max. Out no god,
1: please. Can we have a guest <laughs> caller? That guy's always. I've known Max for ever. I spent. Plenty of time with him, we could FaceTime
2: you know. him in a little bit, see what's Dude. up, yeah. Get hilarious,
1: the link on. hilarious. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird because we had same thing with Max, too. That's actually the strange thing, and I guess we'll get to Max in a minute. But, um, Huntington Beach High School, two years after you, I guess, and I was in the Jamie Knights guitar program. That's kind of how I even got into music. My dad had a bunch of guitars at home. And was always playing, you know, Judas Priest and Queensryche and Aerosmith. Well, and,
2: yeah. well, how do you go from Queensryche to Aerosmith, though? That's yeah. Kinda...
1: <laughs> it, he was he was into the, the, you know, like the heavy metal thing, but like the, ah,
2: uh,
1: but not like. Like a, the operatic a, singer Yeah, yeah love yeah. Dio, that kind of a thing. Oh, yeah. It's so
2: cool. He loves tiny men. Yeah,
1: it's, dude, <laughs> I <laughs> fucking love Dio.
2: Um, I would do great,
1: I would do nasty things for Dio, but rest in peace. I'm going to drink to that. All right, um, all right, we
0: could drink to Dio. All right, that short little Italian man. But, uh, and was Dio who got devil horns going in metal? Is that the story? That I, that's what I want to believe.
1: Right.
2: That's what I want to believe. And yeah. And he's sang with black Sabbath. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Put it on,
1: you got to put it all on the table. <laughs> Dio Sabbath or Ozzy Sabbath? Ozzy all Dude, the way. Baby. Okay. Right. Ozzy. Ozzy. I mean, okay. But musically, musicianship wise, who's better?
2: Oh, like in terms of Ozzy versus Dio? Yeah, Ozzy has no well, idea what the, he's the doing. Whole, the whole band. Oh. Yeah. Well, mm. still the Ozzy one. I mean, the OG... Ah, yeah, I don't know. I got I what you're saying.
0: Yeah. I'm I, saying, yeah, I mean, well, yeah. If you're looking for... If you like the more operatic style of music, for sure, Dio. Whereas Sabbath with Ozzy was definitely... I don't know. It was a little bit more raw. Whereas I think Dio was probably more polished. Yeah. It, probably. Well, it's more what people
1: would call... Uh, metal, like the transition yeah. to the more modern stuff. Right. 100%. But I mean, Sabbath innovated in an, an entire genre mm-hmm. with Aussie, so obviously no question there. Um, but yeah, um, going back to Huntington, yeah, kind of a strange start to our relationship because I remember seeing you on campus. I was a weird anti-social kid. I was like... I didn't really talk to anybody. I hung out with my girlfriend. That was it. I didn't have any friends. I stayed at home. I played World of Warcraft, and I practiced guitar. Those were the only two things I did. <laughs> has
2: anything really changed?
1: <laughs> I don't play video games anymore. <laughs> and I don't play guitar. <laughs> guitar playing has been has been replaced with mixing until 2 a.m. or something like that, and just beating yeah. my brains out. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's weird to see them converge again, and actually, kind of at the hands of Max, because I don't remember coming to Maps and I had never saw Huntington Beach Maps. I mm-hmm. was only at this Maps. And it was after, um, I don't remember what you did. I think you either got some guitars or you needed like a bunch of guitars for oh, a strong. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was hanging out with Max a bunch because I saw him at a fucking Yamas Teriyaki on Beach and <laughs> Garfield. And I see this dude with a Tune Track shirt. And I'm just like, again, not a super social guy at the time. I was like, uh, Tune Track. So you problem we probably have a lot in common, and Max just like, you know how how Max turns around like he's he's just a completely
2: cerebral person. And yeah, that's a great way to describe him. Yeah. I've always said like neurotic. <laughs> uh, I think cerebral is probably a little more appropriate. It's it's
1: it's, it's not it, he's yeah they're not mutually exclusive because if you're talking about like. Mastering, yeah, he gets neurotic, and it's just like, yeah, no, I, I did 0.2 dB increase. And <laughs> there, it's, it's there, man. I'm like, no, Max, it's not there, or at least <laughs> I can't hear it. Um, actually, he's got, he runs with some link stuff,
2: but yeah, he is a he though
0: I mean, yeah. maybe we, sh- maybe he should have one of those shirts as well. I will consider sending it to him. Um, it's not
2: black and it has sleeves. Um, so I'm he's damn it, he, yeah. <laughs> he got a haircut. Oh no!
1: Whoa. Did you see it? No, I guess
2: we are going to Facetime.
0: Ooh, it. We are going to Facetime wow.
2: Max. Wow.
1: Um, he looks good. But anyway, uh, yeah, so he came to, to clean some guitars
2: for you. Yeah, yeah, we had him do, like, a big old setup because he yeah. was back from tour. I think he was out with Of Mice and Men? There? Yeah, that was, sounds about right. It's, like, yeah, 2015, yeah.
1: 2016. But
2: it's like. just cool because, like, he had his, his touring guitar tech rig, and I was like, look, dude, I'm not picky. You're not going to please everybody in the studio with the setup. You know what I mean? Like, But damn it, he was gonna try, (laughs) right? Yeah, he's like, "How do you want this one to play?" I mean, it isn't Ibanias, you know, (laughs) and um, but yeah, I was just like, you know, stoked to give him the work and like hang out and like I was running a session, and so I guess you popped in too.
1: Yeah, I don't remember how it came up with him, but I remember like from afar because I at some point it really depends on the year. Maybe I was taking some classes to really get into being in the studio aside from... Because I, I had after school or during school, uh, again, for the uninitiated, I play a lot of guitar, and I would just... This was kind of like 2008, 9, 10, where, like, audio interfaces, DAWs, they are like, pretty accessible at the time. And so I was kind of getting into it, but everything I did sounded like shit. And it was, like, you know, sampled drums and just, just trash production. Mm. So I took some classes... And Max, yada yada. I see maps, and I'm thinking, okay, that's a studio, that's a legit studio. Oh, I know Mike Wilson; he went to my school. Obviously, we never like talked face to face or anything like that. Right? Showed up, and I think I just like hung out. I was just like there. I didn't know what to do or what to mm-hmm. say. I'd be like, hey, I want to learn how to do this. Or I'm trying to think what band I was recording. I remember you hanging out, and like we were. It was okay. This is I remember this vividly. It was like three blonde kids. They were like very oh OC.
2: banter, and they were just always
1: flicking their hair ah! like every every fifteen ah, seconds. We gotta get
2: Carson in. <laughs>
1: they had beautiful hair, and I'm just like, obviously that's why they're doing it. But that's what I remember.
2: Is it was, was kind of like in indie rock, like dude, like, like they that record was great. Like I'm still yeah. like, there's some things I would have changed mix wise, but um, we like knocked out this EP in like a week, and it was like all vibe like like one of those things where like every time somebody like was like all right it's time for my part like as a producer you're kind of like well i hope they're like bringing the part you know because we did like zero pre-pro mm-hmm. and like i was like i hope the drummer who's playing bass like plays a good bass part and fucking crushed it and mm-hmm. the drummer's like my buddy awesome he's like oh yeah i'm gonna sing harmonies and i was like dude i've never heard you sing like i've known you since you were like 12 like you know no way and they nailed it. I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Mm-hmm. Like, in the moment, yeah. Yeah, it was just one of those records that came together so nicely. And I was doing like a lot of like post production stuff with them, too. Like, cool, like, I think you should package this. I would love to like help you guys get on the road. Like, cause Carson has connects with like publishing, but they kind of wanted to like package the whole band and all those guys. I was like, I was like super invested. And then like one of them ended up banging the, the other one's sister and it was done. Uh, and I was just like, uh... oh, man. That all good music projects.
1: <laughs> Someone banging like the wrong person. It's a drug problem. It's a girl, or it's like money, or a job, or something. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so but of the combination of those things. I <laughs>
2: mean, the thing is, like, they put out some good music, and yeah, so that makes sense because we were like, I remember geeking around with you with with, with some some shit because like back then I didn't have the console. I was running half the preamps, about half the mics, um, and yeah. Still I mean, the same board though I mean it was Roughly the same I don't I didn't have the console then Really? No I, there, there, was a, there was At just one point it? At one point There was Three Mackie twenty four oh eights here mm. Which is insane And so, I still We should have Kyle on too mm-hmm. um, But Yeah If you guys can't tell This is our first podcast In a while It took a little hiatus And I'm just thinking <laughs> of guests, like, left yeah, and right. yeah, yeah, guess But <laughs> um, Point being uh, Kyle was the original Engineer here And Um I don't know how they did it. Like, I don't know how they bust everything through, but like one of them was just left for headphones. So when I moved in, I was like, let's just leave the one that's bust for headphones. Like, I don't need to do headphone mixes on the DAW. We just go, you know what I mean? Basically parallel input through the patch bay and then be able to do headphone mixes on the console. So that's the only console we had here for that. Mm -hmm. Um, But. I'm getting distracted. So you sat hmm. in on that hmm. session, like, for the whole... The I whole was, thing. like, there for the... Mo- I'm, yeah, I was there for the whole day because I was just
1: in... You know, at that time, I'm pretty sure I was working with the venerable John Kubis on studio classes, which I actually had a pretty good experience. He's... He got me... Exp- basically, because I was a musician going into the real production thing, not, like, an engineer going into... You know what I mean? How's was going? Yeah. And, uh... And so working with him, I was like, Oh, if you get like good musicians and you're in the studio and you're like the technical guy, like this is cool. So I got in there with you and obviously I got a more of a kind of like where I'm coming from musically working with or hanging out with Mike and and the band at the time, I'm like, Yeah, no, I this is actually really cool. So I just shut up and then just came in and out. I didn't really know the culture or what to do. But
0: um, Yeah, was was there like a specific trigger where you were like, I wanna record or I like that the process or i like you know yeah. what, what, what was it for you
1: it, it was an interesting time again because at 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 that moment like i was pretty musically like i was pretty still like metal kid like yeah i you know and that stuff still that's i have like a metal soul so like all like really that's, Ooh, that's, wow. that's where my yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> i'll i'll do a cover um and just go to sleep every night Bro, I fell asleep. I used to fall asleep listening to Slipknots Iowa. It was oh, stupid. Jesus. It's such a <laughs> I would get maybe
2: like Dragon Force, so it's like a little bit lullaby, you know. <laughs> lullaby. Yeah, exactly. Like really fast <laughs> Nintendo lullabies. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um What's the other one? Uh the Nintendo band? Oh whatever. It, it doesn't matter.
1: There's a couple. It's yeah. a it's a whole genre based around that super produced style. Really? But yeah, at the when I mean Seeing, seeing, kind of Mike do it, mm-hmm. and then it maps again. There, I like because you know you always get the stories like, "Oh, you are gonna be an assistant, and you are gonna be quiet, and you are gonna clean gum off the floors, and mm-hmm. you are gonna, and I am, and you are gonna go to LA, and you are gonna suck shit for nothing for three months, suck, and then, shit. and then you'll suck <laughs> twice only three the months, shit. yeah, <laughs> yeah ex- exactly. And it's like you gotta be a fucking fly in the one. I am like, I, I am excited though. Like when I am yeah. watching musicians, like I am involved, I am like always in, and watching mike do it it was like it was like low-key i'm like okay i can i can hang in here and no one's there's no like hey shut up or Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it was it it felt like i had a place and we were just all kind of vibing you know i'm not in the band but i'm still helping with the production and it was kind of at that moment that i was like yeah this is this has got to happen this is cool like you know when you do it when you do something for what they call it a flow state people say it about surfing all the time Mm -hmm. when you're properly challenged and um but also uh adequate you know at doing it you kind of just go with the flow for and time just seems to go yeah so i was there for like eight hours and i was just like i didn't care i was i was in it and uh i don't remember whenever i decided to show up for a you know like a board training it was probably actually a while after because i ended up mm-hmm. going to school mm-hmm. for audio engineering which was not an awesome experience and then um, where'd you
2: go after Golden West? To Kelsey Dominguez Hills. Oh shit, you did. Yeah. Um. Fuck. We have somebody else who went there. Uh, Taylor, the Taylor was his name. Taylor? Yeah, yeah, maybe it was Taylor. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen. I've seen him. He was. He showed up to the maps part of you. Yeah, he's been ago, traveling. But... I, I saw him. He was in China doing some work and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I talked to him in a minute. But
1: variable experiences there because at that, that program, the, like, and we all know this, but when you say producer, like, you have either like people who actually produce real live acoustic instruments. And then there's like the whole other camp. And so most of that program was like beats dudes right? where the program was geared towards like a lot of the
2: professors were a little older there. So they're like tape and a board and Mm -hmm. console and recording drums. Yeah. That's a shame because it's just like, like take like our, our situation for instance, like we have a, 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 a solid roster of producers to do all types of different things. So, when we have an artist come in looking for a producer, it's like we're trying to like best fit. Yeah. But like a lot of schools aren't fit, up, fit to be like the same way. You know what I mean? They don't have like a plethora of staff, especially, no. you know, like a state school or something like that. Um,
0: Real quick pause. Um, when you're talking, I'm hearing like a p- 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 with like every single thing that you're saying.
2: Is, that, is the EQ rolled up?
0: Yeah, it is. Just talk normal. Shane, T- talk fast, normal, like you were saying, is full we... sentence. because I want to make sure I ruining my flow. My fucking am <laughs> state dude. my flow state, you, you, state my flow state, good my
2: a, flow it state, it
0: wasn't that good of a, a flow. OK, Here. oh, my God. Isn't I you just just to make it. Sh- uh, hey, we've been all, hey. we've both been thrown off the tracks of this because of our last guest. Unfortunately, let's, uh, yeah, let's
2: buy him RX seven and just let him have it. Uh, <laughs> I, I've. It, that is witchcraft to me, and I have yet to buy that
0: plugin.
1: What are you doing? Are
0: you sure it's not your headphones? Does it sound good to uh, you? Yeah, I don't like, okay. like, like
1: like plosives.
0: Yes, every single time you start your beginning of whatever word it is, I'm All right, keep an eye on it. Where
3: was
2: I? Talking about state schools. Yeah, so like you can't have like as a publicly funded school or privately, for that matter. A staff that's so diverse to accommodate yeah. for every student, you yeah. know what I mean? And it's just like it's a shame because, like, and I know this from experience from working at the high school it's like when you get funding, mm-hmm. like, you have one person or maybe like a very, very small team who's just like, oh shit, we got to spend this now, right? Otherwise, it's gonna be gone, yeah, you know, and it's not just like money that sits in the bank and you get to like slowly build up. Yeah. your your gear list or anything like that so it's just like you know let's say like take that program for instance just hypothetically like they got some money and this guy was like oh shit man let's like get a badass board let's get a fucking yeah, you exactly know what they did you know tape machine all that kind of stuff but it's just like 48 channel version of that of the audience oh really yeah they have one over here at, at fullerton i mean to connect with that mm-hmm. dude but with covid like it's just kind of got derailed but you got frank
0: right you can yeah yeah um but also, with the music thing, with education of music as well, it's always kind of like a, f- a decade or a few decades behind oh, yeah. because you know this is this is the standards of how music is either written or composed. <laughs> Michael's eating a chip. Claudio He's eating. trying to, He's actually doing a very good job yeah, of I being had, quiet. I didn't hear it. Did you? No. Yes. Yeah, I, I heard more <laughs> from you just talking regularly. So. Uh, yeah. With within like the education system for music, it's always going to be. It's not like okay, what's the newest thing that we is going on in music today? It's usually, well, this is what everyone did twenty or thirty years ago, and this yeah. is what everyone did, and this is how you do this. But it doesn't really because it you know it takes time to catch up and actually study, and you know people write papers or people do start classes. What's well, like how what's are you supposed to develop
2: on. curriculum? Just the like, of current things that are that are changing so
0: rapidly. Yeah. And you know sure. what I mean? Yeah.
2: The, the most realist example
1: because music is is an art form and and therefore abstract and meaningless and completely meaningful at the same time. Right. But the best example because I also have a kind of a technical computer background is with computer science and academic teachings mm-hmm. of computer science where people will go to schools to learn how to code right. to whatever you know what I mean. DOS. And then they yeah <laughs> command line binary whatever <laughs> but it's it ends up being like a really academic study on computer science rather than a hey this is what's going on today because the right. teachers are all tenured they can't keep up they do right. this they do this or they don't really.
0: they don't have any incentive too unless they're really passionate about what they do which yeah. there are a few of those but still sometimes you, they run into red tape with you know what can what can they teach what are they allowed to teach what's approved what it, it, it varies, but yeah, most of the time they're just they're in, all right, this is what I'm teaching, and it's going to stay the same for however many years.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, with music being the art form, you know what I mean? Pino Palladino isn't doing bass classes. Pino, mm-hmm. Pino Palladino is Pino Palladino, so he's going to do... You will find extremely talented, uh, very versed, and you will be definitely be able to pick up from a lot of teachers at the public and private school systems. Um, but at the same time, at least my experience you know you with art, the art stuff you just learn by doing right and then yeah. by the people who are there it is like really there's there's especially with if you talk about audio engineering and mixing and re- mastering oh my god just i mean google how to mix uh anything <laughs> and you're just going to get like 95 percent snake oil and yeah just trash that really pollutes you know what really needs to like people just need to go out there and just make a damn record with the local band, buy the gear, just try it. Right. Um, The schools buffer that, but yeah, my experience was more like, uh, at least, so I had a pretty good time at Golden West College, mainly because John Kubis had a lot of really good musician friends. Like, these Mm -hmm. guys were just pros. Right. Right.
2: Yeah. And that's one thing I definitely will like, uh, celebrate John on, is just like, in his like, scrambled, uh, (laughs) you know, professorhood, it's like, he would just bring in some ringers, man. And it's just like, here you go, here's a band, like, we're going to record them. Mm -hmm. This is how it's going to go. And like, maybe it's not the most formal training, but like all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, we just recorded a band, you know? Mm -hmm. Um,
1: It's a good lesson because it teaches you that um, at least, and I didn't realize it then, but I realize it now that when you have a good band on the other line, it doesn't really... I mean, it does matter how you mic it and how you do this and how you edit it. But they're sure. doing the majority of the work. Yeah, you right, stop yeah. reaching for as much EQ. You stop reaching for as much compression. You stop reaching for as much anything right. because it's there. Like, the magic is there. But then there, the pressure's you know? on when you fuck up gain structures. <laughs> <or whatever. laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, when you find yeah. out that your kick has been clipping the entire session. Yeah. Um,
2: whoops. But that was, like, the my only complaint just because I, I very briefly took some classes at Golden West, and it's not, it's not uh, particularly either... You know, professor, I took from or whatever, but um, it's just like it was such a unmanaged control room, yeah. That like, like they had like a bunch of vintage Neumanns and stuff, and and I was just like, Does this one worked. Oh, that one didn't work. It got, it got dropped last week. And it was right. end up back in the closet. I'm like, no, somebody's like pull this. But it just never yeah. was like,
0: right. and it's
2: not. It's nobody's fault. It's just nobody was in charge of it. You know. Yeah, but even then, like mess. I, I did fucking dozens of sessions there, like while I was running my own studio, and was like, I have no idea how to patch something into channel one. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like it would just be a professor. Yeah, that would just make it happen, and yeah. then it was just like, what's this bullshit patching? Because back in like when I was there, like they had some like I think it was like a Yamaha digital console or something like that that was like really. Lame on how you need to route into the console back out to the pro tools and like blah yeah. blah blah, and it's just like one of those things to where it's just a disservice to everybody because it's not like you're not seeing your professors in their best environment, and they're not put in the best environment, so it's right. like this like weird conundrum to where like and this is something like I've come across a a lot since we've you know been operating as maps. it's It's just like like, i i I never recommend anybody going to audio school yeah like at all i wouldn't unless like so uh max did the sae no he did expression expression and that was the that was the only one i was seriously looking at like fresh out of high school Mm -hmm. and actually you know what come to think of it i think max was a year older than me because he was already there and i asked him about it and Mm. He was kind of like, It's cool because I'm living here and I'm out of town. If mm. like like this is my recollection of it, though, he could totally correct me, but um, you know, like if you're just like commuting there, you know, from home, it's like not the coolest thing. But like if you're living there like close to campus, right. you could be that psycho that's like using the studio They're at two in the morning or 7. whatever. Yeah. 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 That's
1: that's kinda was my experience at Golden or uh again at Golden West at two Cal State Dominguez and Cal State Dominguez, by virtue of being in Carson and me living in Huntington, mm-hmm. I was like there the bare minimum. The on on top of that, it was just full of kooks. They just it was just a lot of people that like if the exp- like oh shit the same um, experience kind of at Golden West with like a bunch of students that know nothing. It was like even less so. Yeah, at Cal State Dominguez, my actually for my final project we had to mix a record or we had to produce full production for a record. Like a and full they had, twelve song record. Well, actually, the rule was, and this is dumb, Doctor Waldrip, if you hear me, this is still the <laughs> dumbest rule I've ever heard in my life. You get three. You have your putting band, them on blast. Straight up, your your band ha, or you have to record three songs per group member. It was a fucking group project. Like all the cliches about group projects are true. Now yeah. apply that to a full production of a fucking record.
0: Ridiculous. Wait. So and so, how many were in the group? Five people I had the biggest so here's where you had to record
1: fifteen songs. This is is, yes. So here's where Ryan's genius goes awry. I was hanging out with Max a bunch. (laughs) I was a huge metal guy. I had like a metal tint on my production because Mm -hmm. I was and I'm like, Max was actually writing stuff for Bad Wolves at the time so really when did you graduate uh, 2016 2017 oh damn i didn't know it was that recent it was very demo town it wasn't even called bad wolves at the time um but max was max is a savant when it comes to what he does Mm -hmm. and so he was just pumping out just the coolest riffs you know what i mean (laughs) um and i was like okay i'm gonna get max i'm gonna get max as the band and then i'm gonna do digital drums because I don't care. I want to get out of this school because I had a bad time. Mm-hmm. And then they said, "No, you can't do that. You have to have the band physically show up to track." And I was like, "Okay, fair enough." And then I ended up getting. I hit it up Eric Laporte of, of yeah. yeah, and he brought together what is now Madison Grove. And I was like, "Hey guys, uh, you guys want to record an album?" And they're like, "Sure." And I'm like, "Okay." So caveat, uh, because I have five group members, I need to record three songs. Per group member, which means I need fifteen songs, and they were like, "Same band from the same fucking
0: band." Wow,
1: stupid. Who has fifteen songs? Like, yeah, I've been waiting to put
0: these out. Like, I mean, there are people, but you're not going to normally find it. Most most bands you're going to come to, and they'll be like, "Hey, you want to record an EP?" Oh yeah, we can do four or five songs. Whether or not they have them written. Is, right. is is different than whether or not
1: they are done, right. and good yes. to go, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. ready for the studio.
0: Yeah, and um, well, I mean, it's college recording process, so yeah. a project, so it doesn't have to be that hashed out. But
1: what ended up happening <laughs> was they, um, they, I just like, I just like pleaded with the instructors, like, could I just do like half covers because they don't have 15 right. songs, like this is ridiculous. Right. We ended up doing some pretty sick covers.
0: Of, Which that does make sense, too. Like, yeah, yeah. If they don't have enough songs, do some covers, whatever you know. They were also a cover band, so that worked well, out for yeah. me. yeah, I mean, <laughs> That's the thing, is like, ask Shape of Talking to it. be like, <laughs> what <laughs> cover do we do? Monkey, um,
1: monkey Wrench, every we time. We have
0: plenty of covers that we just don't do. Like what? <laughs> like, Moon Age Daydream... Well, that's yeah. probably the one that we do the most. Uh, heart-shaped box Ooh, the yeah. that we don't do anymore. That's it's a great Iggy, one. Iggy Pop always talked about in the water. The sexy ass. <laughs> can, su- can, we success. Success? can we talk
1: about Shane's register? He has, you have a beautiful, are you officially a
0: tenor? Yeah, I think I'm Beautiful. a tenor. I don't think I've ever heard that. I, li- Thank you. I like Shane's voice. Thank oh, you. Good. I like That's his voice. Good. I appreciate that. I like it I too.
2: I've just heard otherwise.
0: I'm <laughs> I'm a tenor two, actually, from what I've been told. Um is that better than one? No, it's low. it's lower. <laughs> well, I mean, depending on how you're looking at it. tenor one I think is higher, tenor two is a little lower. See, this is why they go to fucking music school. Well, this is. This Makes was no at, sense. This is at OCC. So that's. I took a choir class so I'm like, oh, I need the credit anyway. So I did choir for a semester. But. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Most people think that I sound too emo because I no. have, I sing out of my that's nose. hilarious, dude. Like, I think it's so what? funny.
2: Because no. I like blindly joined this band. It's like, oh,
0: yeah, writes good songs. He surfs okay.
2: And, uh, <laughs> it's just like that's part of the consideration. But how's his surf that, game?
1: That
0: <laughs> is definitely part of the consideration. <laughs> he knows the negotiation at this point. You just but, snaked him and he couldn't get over it. Oh, so he's like, I'm going to join oh, your band and ruin no, it. much much other more way other around. around. <laughs> yes, much more. I don't even other look at ahead. any of your ways today thank you
2: I looked at you on the way <laughs> speaking of sexy ass <laughs> um, but yeah dude it was weird I feel like we're going to distract let's button up this education thing real quick <laughs> because it's like it, I've like dealt with this for so long Yeah. but point being you had a bad experience because of let's just bullet point it like wrong curriculum leadership shitty peers
1: oh yeah I mean all the above dude and I could keep going uh, it wasn't real world, like right. you know what I mean. Like there were. But it's, f-
2: it's important. I think that that's the reason why these programs still keep on just chugging along on the same program. You know what I mean? Because like nobody's critiquing them. Like mm-hmm. the professionals yeah. aren't like coming out being like, "Yo, like this doesn't
0: work."
1: Well, oh, and, and higher like, education got like huge in the last yeah. ten, fifteen years. So well, I'd say more than that. But yeah, but too
0: that. yeah, it is funny. Even we had someone recently that was like taking two pencil mics and putting them in a very strange position. Then we're like, did you wait, did someone tell you to do this? (laughs) Like that's a, I mean, sure. There is also very, probably a bunch of different ways to record a band or record live music. But at the same time, there's some general basic knowledge of how you do something. And then like, which should probably be taught completely across the board, but it's not, always going to be that way because like you know if you're if you're teaching history of you know the french revolution it's going to be pretty consistent but if it when it comes to an art form it's going to be varying a yeah. lot based on you know it's just, it's just subjectivity about That's like who exactly who's you teaching it. you and how they they like to do it you, you said
1: know? subjectivity and that is the word of the day as a guy who's mixing a a whole record right now. And I'm kind of tearing my hair out because of how I recorded it. And I didn't record it as deliberately as I should have. Like Mm. this is going to be the sound, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm like mixing it. And then it's just like all ether. It's all just like, what is, what is the guitar sound? I don't know. I could EQ this, I could do that. There's so many different choices of how you approach. And that's just mixing. And that's literally just in the box mixing, you know what I mean? In logic or whatever. You talk about, um, the abstract of recording, the sound Versus like if you're a producer and you actually have say in how the the song is made or tracked, how they approach their takes, how they – you know what I mean? There's not like this is how you do it. You could give them the absolute basics of like this is how you turn on your computer, right. install Pro Tools. This is generally how some people record with mics. But that won't – like learning how to do the Glenn John setup on mic sick kit isn't mm-hmm. going to get you a sick drum sound. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just rely on that. Day one, you have to like right. do it and fuck it up and be like, but why did I fuck it up? Like, yeah. What, Why? and actually, why am I even going for the sound? What sound is this? It's just like all these really, you know, up here questions. And stuff,
0: so. I wonder too if there is someone within the education, academic world. That is highly regarded as this person teaches recording exactly the way it's, supposed to be taught. You know what I mean? Like, Or at, yeah. at least like presents it as like, here's the foundation and here's the other things that you well, can yeah, do. Well,
2: yeah, because it's so new. It's such a new curriculum. Right.
0: Like new in education is like 20 years.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. To where like it's, it's an accredited curriculum that like, okay, this is a, a legitimate bachelor's degree. Right. And, um, you know, from, from there, it's like, they're literally developing the baseline. But from my experience over the past 10 years of watching this kind of go, like being somebody who's like out of high school and all that bullshit. It's like nothing's really changed. Like yeah. you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's it's not it's not getting closer to like what that baseline curriculum should all. be. Right. And that's where I'm like I'm really critical of it because I know there's plenty of talented people out there. But unfortunately, like people could bullshit their way in with a resume. Right. You know what I mean? And also like the, the And in the digital age too, you you can get you know, you stems can, that were that were handed to
1: you that you could say that you recorded and no one's going to know that you did right. unless you reverse search it yeah, or something. Yeah, but it's right.
0: like... But, and even then, too, is why some people don't even care. It's like you, you could completely make a uh, album that is not any real live music instruments at all and the way that you... That's fine. The look way that at, you like would look structure postal it together. Service. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, you still had to record the vocals. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but it's like
0: (laughs) vocals. huh?
2: (laughs) Anyway, that was playing. (laughs) I love that record. Uh, Loudest band I've ever seen. By the way, that's
0: so funny. I'll never super weird. So weird.
2: Yeah, I was like, oh my god, who is mixing Postal Service right now? Like fucking like, I was like sitting in the pit by myself, pretty much, because it was like long story short, nobody was really like watching Postal Service, and I was like had this front row seat. Yeah, and well, it's just it's just Ben and the one guy, right? No, and Jenny Lewis is there. Oh, okay, which is cool. Um huh. and like I just like left the pit and went back up on the hill cuz I was like this is like terrible down here on the ground. Anyways, um <laughs> point being like yeah, you could program stuff, you could do whatever you want, but like there's just no direction and there's nobody guiding like what the baseline of getting a, a degree in audio engineering or music right. production is. There's, but, well, and, there's nothing
1: really academic about it. Like, again, you could say, and so here's what I'll say about my experience at Dominguez Hills and what I did get from it, and also Golden West to an extent. Um, I got the, the, the you know, in the room with a bunch of musicians and how it's done with mm-hmm. real musicians who actually know how to fucking play their instrument with John Cubas At Dominguez Hills, there was a, a slightly more, I, I'm just going to say engineering, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what it was. They would talk about you know what i mean 5 volts ground we talked about a little bit of computer science and just like binary and bit depth and stuff like that you know what i mean it's, there's nothing artistic about that it's just it's just you know what i mean so that was helpful there was a synthesis class i had where we went over just again like nerdy technical um, aspects of synthesis and how synths work which was really helpful for some of my electronic music people well that because that
2: because you know. that, that's in a book
1: somewhere already yeah but it, yeah. it it's technical there's no yeah. there's no it's not arbitrary it's just mm-hmm. like this is this is how binary works you know what i mean this is how conversion works this is the different file types this is yada 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 but as far as like how should you record drums it was like uh, okay, so we're going to put a kick in mic. We're going to put a kick out mic. We're going to put a snare top. We're going to put a snare down. We're going to spot mic all the toms. We're going to put two overheads left and right. This is how you record drums. It's just like, I was like, okay, you know, but is that really how you record all types of drums? I've had a, a couple jazz sessions in here and I really had to like deconstruct. I'm like, wait, so you just need like an overhead mic and a kick mic and that's supposed to sound good with just those two? <laughs> I was like, oh. Oh, I can't rely on sample replacement or I can't like EQ this or I can't you know I yeah. you know what I mean like that's real, and that's what engineering is when you do it the right way, which is by actually doing the thing and just getting your ass kicked in the studio by a gamut of whatever you can get in there, is when you really learn like why am I doing what I'm doing rather than this mm-hmm. is how you do it, you know what I mean It's really that the the thinking is completely backwards where you need to reverse engineer it, no pun intended and and say, like, why does this sound the way it sounds? Okay, well, I'm going to move the, the mic out a little bit because that's going to do this to the sound. Why? Yeah. Because I know that. Because I know with this mic it's going to do that. Because you're going to have, I mean, just with the mics in front of us, or the mics in the closet at Maps, you're going to say, well, I, that worked with the SM7, I'll do that with this. Well, no, because that's the, there's just so many variables that if you sit here and rely on some teacher to tell you, you know, how to do it and again at the end of the day it's fucking music it's like a recorded art form it's not right. like it's not like a uh, 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 uh like a sport where you can judge it and be like you won you have the best
0: <laughs> recorded sound it's like well, i the like the way it sounds
1: yeah
0: no one's talking about the grammy I don't <laughs> <watch that shit laughs> yeah. so and i think for you guys since i am I'm still learning the engineering process. Obviously, I'm a great producer. I know how to produce you. Um, No, but like. A great tenor, yeah. But when it comes to, I think that that might be the toughest thing is kind of getting your feet off the ground initially like yeah if you have a home studio or you have these things that you've invested in and you're allowed to tinker at home which is more is easier to do nowadays if you just you know buy a few mics buy a few um you know buy your your DAW or whatever but like when does it get to a certain point for you guys where you feel like okay, I've had enough time, like kind of tinkering around and finding out how I want to approach like every single album? I know that that changes, that can still change, you know, years from now. But like, when do you get to a certain point where you're like, I got exactly how I want to do the ba- the the basics of my recording sessions?
1: Oh, that's a mic question, but. I want to say that it never happens to me. Uh Like I never feel like I'm satisfied with this is how I'm going to do again because it's a it's like a well what's this band do like half the time I'm like I've never even I've never heard their music and I listen to music and I'm like okay so like this like this like this but you still
0: but you still have a certain basic. Understanding to where you're totally fine with any band coming hitting you up, and you're like, Yeah, I could take you on, I can we can figure it out from there, you know. Whether yeah. whether you need a little bit of pre production, or you can just go and like, Let's sit in the studio, you know, if you, whether or not they send you demos or not, like let's just get rolling and, and go from there, you know. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of a space like
1: this, um, at. Maps recording studios, music and art <laughs> production California. studios, Fullerton on Fender Avenue. Wait, sponsored, by by a, Ryan yeah, sponsored by Ryan Athey. Sponsored by Ryan Athey. I will be providing water at some point, so come get the hat. Wait, is, I have to ask, though.
0: Is we this, have water at the studio. <laughs> he just wants to get it like a uh, sparklet oh. system or something like yeah, that. Yeah, water cooler where you so, can have hot or cold water at your convenience. You could have hot water at the coffee machine that What we about have. room temp? Wait, that is
1: room temp. That is room temp. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you could
0: put it in the fridge if you want.
1: Except when the AC's on, then it's frigid. Yes, yes. Yeah.
2: Our AC bumps bumps.
1: <laughs> Bumps. Well, that reminds me of when it didn't bump. That was a fun. I'll get to. We'll we'll save that for later. But um, that's a legendary. Those are legendary sessions. Darden, I love you. You're not listening to this, but I love you guys. Um,
2: But send it to a niece.
1: um, Yeah. Uh, What was I going to say? Though we were talking about. You were talking about. Oh, the the beauty of the space when just kind of taking whoever. Again, actually, so after I did the school thing and I already had the relationship with Mike kind of fostered and, you know, he's looking for producers. Um, the the time kind of came, like, I was at a crossroads with my life. I was I interned at Costa Mesa Studios for a few months. Uh, didn't pan out. Again, no pun intended. Um, Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that, <one>, that, <laughs> that one got me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that one got me. <laughs> Revolutionary engineering, whatever, pan out. Oh. Yeah, it didn't pan out, but... Um, for I those was, who don't know, you, when you pan something in recording, that's when you take the sound and move it to one side of your ear or the other side. The, the pan law has you subtracting 3 dB from, I don't
1: know, whatever. <laughs> there's a technical explanation. Anyway, but I was, I was kind of like, I, I tried to get the thing done at Costa Mesa. It didn't really happen, and, uh, and I, I still wanted to do this because I had a, a deep passion for it. I was still writing music, and that's always going to be a thing, mm-hmm. but I wanted to kind of find a job. And making it because I was like, I'm tech- I have a very technical mindset. I've been working on computers my whole life and building them. So, like, kind of digitally recording it was a, a slightly natural step. And looking at consoles and signal flow was a really easy, you know, switch for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it was kind of like, oh shit, do I have to move to LA to go intern at NRG mm-hmm. to get my ass chewed out by CLA for six years before I can like think about engineering? And then, have CLA come invade my thoughts and you know use it for a new plug-in idea to waves or something. Um, or his speaker with a white <laughs> cone in the <a> black box, <laughs> most by, iconic uh, speaker Avid, of by all time. Avatone, right? I, yeah. think they make it. I cannot deal with that ad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you can't I'm sure question they sound him. great, but <laughs> you can't question his mixes, but um, it will mixes of old, definitely in the <laughs> 90s and stuff. He's got great stuff. But it was like a crossroads. I'm like, I don't really don't want to live in LA. Like, there's just yeah. and and honestly, like Orange County's my home. I grew like up in Huntington Beach, you know. Huntington Beach, Costa Mesa, Newport Laguna is kind of my home. I worked at Disneyland for a while. So also Anaheim, Fullerton, Buena Park. You it's know, crazy with you and
0: Chandler too. That you guys, yeah, that was wild. Huh? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, I didn't know
1: that. Yeah, no, yeah. he worked. He we knew a lot of the same people, same cool. same same yeah. circle. But at at the end of the day, I was like, I really don't want to go to LA. I mean, I know that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to intern, you not know, at whatever. all. But I was like, I don't want to do that. Well, that's w-
0: definitely changed. I feel like within the past. Well, with places like years. this, it has. You right. know what I
1: mean? Because I, I don't know. I, I you know every day I check on Instagram or I check on whatever feed and I see new studios that are musicians recording at Orange County, mm-hmm. right? That I didn't know about. But again, it's usually just like really private, and it's like one guy runs it, or right. you know what I mean, and that's it. But with maps, it's it's like it for the last several years. I feel like it's been like open doors, like yeah, dude, come hang out. Um, again, super accessible. I really feel at the end of the day we're like trying to cultivate a scene and kind of just trying to open it up. And mm-hmm. I can with with that mentality again, not this like super exclusive like, oh no, Shaka Collins coming on on Wednesday. You need to, you know, we need to clean the studio <laughs> for three days before or something uh-huh. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're gonna book it for six weeks and they're only gonna use it for two or whatever. Right. I can't work out of that. Yeah. You know, but here it's it's like, you know, you can really get your feet wet. Artists feel every every single artist I brought through the studio has felt like, okay, this is cool. Like I can do this. Yeah. Like this is sick. Like I don't feel any pressure. I don't feel like You know what I mean? Like, you know, I I have to perform or, you know, they just instantly. Yeah, they instantly feel at home. And I feel like, you know what I mean? I've known you guys, I feel like for a long time at this point. It's kind of just like an open door policy with the studio where you no longer have to worry about, again, the ego and the politics and Mm -hmm. the drama that goes on with being like, if you go to a major, I I, uh, hit up a major Hollywood studio recently for uh because they had a the piano i wanted to use for us uh for an album Mm -hmm. and it was like a which piano yeah it's just it was a steinway beat it was like a eighty thousand dollar piano or um Mm -hmm. uh, and it was nice piano but that's what i wanted and Mm -hmm. they were like they gave me the snarkiest email reply back and it was just like dude i was gonna pay you whatever you wanted like uh, within reason Mm -hmm. but now that there's like this ego thing there i'm like uh, i can't be artistic and also know yeah. that and
0: also fuck off pretty yeah much. also fuck you so of course like,
2: there, there's still some great studios like you know um i've had great experiences with with new monkey i've had great experiences with um sunset sound um i would love to go there I've never been uh i mean i, I haven't recorded at sunset but just even talking to, to some people we had a crazy story I, did we talk about that with john the u67 thing Oh, John should, O'Brien? Yeah. We'll, who's oh, probably. Back. Who's
1: going to John's studio the minute it's built? I'm down. I'm gonna, I think
2: I might be up there next week, maybe. I want to go. Um, off. Off. Is but, Andy, who's um, He's still Andy? in the build process. He's yeah, 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 he's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. But um, anyways, uh, now like John, long story short, like helped them retrieve a, a stolen U67 and then, Ooh, like, I ran into a detective. Yeah, <laughs> and then I, I like ran into the uh, studio manager at an education conference that I was doing, mm. and for some reason, I was on the panel as a professional. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, who would ever classify you <laughs> as a professional? That man, the studio manager, was there too, and she was super sweet. And I followed up with her, and you know, she's like, "Anytime you want to come by and have lunch." And it's just like, like that's what you want, you know what I mean? And in any sort of like creative experience is like you know Mm -hmm. it's just like like check your ego at the door and like if you're full of shit then like us as people who run studios should be able to sniff that out pretty quick you know what I mean yeah but somebody just like inquiring out of the blue like you have to treat them with respect like you don't know like number one you're a business I'm trying to give you my
0: fucking Right like, yeah.
2: just
1: take my money, dude, like right. you idiot, but the other thing is just like, do you get off on this i like i again, if this is about who I am, do you need people of of
2: substance to be showing through? Because number one, you don't know who I am right just, yeah, yeah. You could be, yeah, you could be a gigantic you know ghost yeah. writer for fucking Billy Eilish, right, yeah. you know what I mean, or something like that, like right.
0: it's I, yeah it's it's some it's such a weird thing within that music culture of like. I even remember talking to people that, you know, in college when indie was super big and it's like this weird kind of like measuring dick system of like, hey, so who do you listen to? Oh, you listen to Modest Mouse? Okay, well, do you listen to Wolf Parade? Oh, you don't. Oh, you. Oh, who do you listen to? The unicorns. Oh, that's so uh, late. Oh, okay, I, I see. You know, it's this, it's this, it's this weird thing of of, and it, you know, you do that. You you know, people do that at shows. People do it in the with studio. Neumanns. Like, with, <laughs> <laughs> yes, with gear, with fucking guitars. You know, all that shit, and it's just a, it's a weird frame of mind that I think musicians quote quote... Can get into or artists, quote quote can get into of like no we're all just trying to basically like create art and have fun why does this need to be a uh, kind of ego centric thing because they're insecure it's pretty because much
2: because they're insecure yeah
0: pretty much and then once you get to a certain place I, why well, I think I think it's more so L A too. Mm-hmm. There's a certain vibe, and it is it is a bubble of this is L.A., and we have this studio, and we have all this stuff, and if you don't know, then get lost. Look at know? the Grammys. That's
1: exactly why <laughs> there's much, not yeah. Yeah. a
0: lot of real stuff at the
1: Grammys because right. guess who's running? It's the Metropolitan Who's a What's. It's, it, it, and I, I'll always, as a guy who can respect the super indie, anonymous, I don't know who you are, but this is cool, like my favorite band's, Throughout the years have been Green Day, Avenge Sevenfold, like Led Zeppelin, like the most biggest generic, oh, that's as deep as you've gone. Right, like, right. Oh, well, I've heard of this bit, whatever. And it's right. just like, it, it's just such a, it's such a tirade. I used to get harassed for liking Avenged Sevenfold. And then, <laughs> you know, 15 years later, all the metal kids are like, well, actually, the <laughs> harmonies are quite exquisite in the lead guitar playing I'm like yeah, <laughs> yeah i was yeah, saying that back good. i was listening to that 15 years ago I or do, 10
0: anything you know? some a, anytime someone gets mainstream that's usually where they have so much exposure and then it's like you choose your side whether you like them or you don't but you know? there's
1: always been this like like again the in crowd and it's yeah i don't think we'll ever defeat it you know what i mean but there's just always been this oh well i don't like that so that makes me Cool and I'm just thinking right. like, all the real people I've met, again, I've talked to whatever insert big name here, musician who is successful and talented. And none of them care. Like none yeah. of them are like, right. Oh, you like
2: guns and roses, they're douche. Everybody's just like, Oh yeah, they're great. Like they yeah. make great music, like yeah. would love to meet them one day. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's kind of just like when you're when you do stuff and, like anything professionally especially when it comes to creative stuff like you're you're no longer worried about this like pissing battle. Yeah. You're like but the weird thing is that like fans of music perpetuate this, you know? Yeah. It's right. it's not even people who are really involved in like making these things happen and like that's kind of why we started this podcast is like hey, we want to like talk about all these fucking things that like have driven us up the wall but like more or less we've like overcome to the point to where like Let's cut the bullshit and make some records. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like and and it's like like I got I got hit up, you know, two days ago from a client I talk I haven't recorded with in fucking four years. And she's like, Hey, got a publishing deal coming up. Like, do you wanna like master these demos real quick and just call it a day? I'm like, dude, I'm in like that's like real music business to me. It's not yeah. it's not going and having drinks and doing blow with a bunch of fucking whoever's. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like It's like developing relationships and like having good conversations and like, and being in touch with like, where are at in life and like trying to continue to, to make art, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Here's my conspiracy theory is that, you know, at some point after the, after the nineties and CD sales and Backstreet Boys, Y2K and. You know, um, I always forget about Y two K. And then every time somebody <laughs> brings it, it brings it up, I'm just like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> that was a big deal.
2: Down with the banks. Yeah. Digital <laughs> is the new king. It anyway. was hilarious. Yeah, crypto, baby.
1: Yeah, crypto. Crypto is really Y two K. We're just sleeping on it. But that's right. Um, it, it my conspiracy that is that, you know, when you think about the music business in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and then transitioning into the the millennium and um. There's, like, this weird paradigm shift that uh, turned—obviously, pop music has always been a thing, and, like, whatever sold has ever been a thing. Mm -hmm. There was, like, a Frank Zappa interview where Frank Zappa said the record execs back then used to say, I'm going to trust the hippie to make the decisions because the hippie knows what's cool, where in the 80s— or late eighties, nineties, two thousands, when the exec said, "No, f- fuck the hippie. I right. want to make decisions. We're going to commercialize this. We're going to streamline this. We're going to make this package it perfect." Right. And so what you got as a result of that was kind of pop music as it is now, which is just uh, just abnormally plastic. Yeah. I mean we think about pop music like the Beatles used to be pop music back in the day, right? Um, Queen used to be pop music. Mm-hmm. This is kind of on a different level, but.
0: Um, um, but here's the thing, too, especially within the last ten, ever since streaming arrived, is that record labels have no idea what's. And I I spoke to someone from a big label, and he's he's like, nobody knows what the next big thing is. Like it's it's sh- shooting in the dark for for all of it. You know, like mm, mm, it mm, it, mm, it it could be. <laughs> I, it seems like a lot is definitely focused at this very moment towards female lead singers because of probably Billie Eilish. Mm-hmm. But I mean,
2: I'm not gonna go down the fucking road of amazing female singers. But yeah, yeah. she kills it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I
1: also like Dua Lipa. Yeah,
2: cold she's disco getting, vibes. Anyway,
1: yeah.
0: big. But yeah, it, it's they don't they don't know. They're simply like they're 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 grasping at straws yep. like the, the big labels you know well we, that's
2: kind of a good thing like I, I i get inspired by that because like it kind right. of deconstructed the machine mm-hmm. but it's still a machine just in like microcosms you know what i mean like the whole um soundcloud rapper thing i think maybe it might be on the downslope, slope but like that was like a huge <laughs> a huge like scene you know what i mean yeah. that like nobody had control over yeah right it was just like SoundCloud the wild west over it. <laughs> right you know right and now soundcloud has a fucking publishing budget yep right. you know and it's like cool um but i'm i'm kind of in like i i i like that that things are unpredictable because that means that everybody has a chance yep you know right you got it
0: yeah and i, and, I mean i think everyone almost always did if you if you write a song that's undeniably a good song you know maybe it will never be you know you'll never be bono but it's a bono it, oh excuse me it, bono <laughs> but i think that you know if if you keep doing that if you record that song if you keep playing it and if you keep you know introducing it to new people i think it's 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 hard for people to not like gravitate towards it because it for whatever reason there's just some songs that are undeniably good songs that appeal to like a vast amount of you know a vast amount of people and there's you, you can't take anything away from it there even even the songs that aren't even recorded that well like band of yep. horses Re- funeral uh, all the Shins records, <laughs> 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 and like, yeah, those. Maybe he'll write a record about how affinity is. By that, I mean, it's true. That that could happen. There was
1: a producer I was uh, I was listening to the other day. His name is Sampura. He works out of Arpura uh, or Pura, I don't know, but he works out of um, some the Panda Studios. He works out of San Francisco, and he does like okay. a bands called The Story So Far, like pop punk, but he also do some heavier stuff. Talented dude. Um, he's got his name out there, and he um, was talking about it, like these are the, th- the, the three rules of mixing, which again snake oil tropes and shit on yeah. mixing. But he said your mix needs to have impact, and your and your mix needs to have energy, and then it needs to have it, it can have one and two, or uh, and one and two and three, but it can't not have one and two. And mm-hmm. it was impact, energy, and detail. And it kind of goes to if it was poorly recorded, but it's mm-hmm. a great song, and it really connects with the listener emotionally yeah then that's it but going back to what Mac- mike said with it being like unpredictable Matt, you know, huh? oh, did I say okay. Matt? We do need to FaceTime Max. <laughs> did I say Matt? Max and Mike, I'm sorry, but the M's. I have like okay, four or dude. five big mics in I'm, my I'm, life. I'm not. I'm not I'm do not you really want to be funny. big, Mike? No. He <laughs> doesn't want to be big. Hey, big. you could just
0: take. you can, I will allow you to use my trademark of oh, my God. My <laughs> God. You could just call him my God. No, I'm just going to steal the German thing because that's my favorite thing that you do. The, the
1: German? Oh. Just an odd German accent out of nowhere.
0: Unchal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> mein Goat, yeah. is, what about this buffalo trace I don't think I don't think I I don't know if I'm comfortable with you stealing my. All right, accent. I'll do
1: it in secret. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um my own podcast. Yeah, imitating Shane in in, in Germany.
1: <laughs> this is Shane. Guten <laughs> Tag. Yeah.
0: Would you like a schnitzel?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but what Mike said about it being, you know, like being down with SoundCloud having a publishing deal and it just being unpredictable. You know, uh what I was talking about that paradigm shift in the 90s and 2000s, you know, I'm going to say a word, and I don't know if it's a word bureaucratizing it. It it, it turns it yeah, into obviously it's commercial. It's always been commercial. It's always about uh, been about money, but with this sounds stupid. But with physical record sales, the consumer was really the the driver of the music. Yeah. You, to, you couldn't listen to music unless well, you it was tangible. It. Yeah, right. and yeah. and well, and that's coming back, right? People are like making kind of. cassettes now, which is weird to me.
0: I thought vinyl. was cool. I, I think that's that's going out. I th- I think that's that was. Coming out the cassettes, I think they're going. A lot of back kids out. younger
1: than you and me are like, "I got a cassette coming out." I'm like, "Give me a vinyl," but obviously that's more expensive. I, I don't know,
2: but <laughs> my band, um, other band, yeah, did cassettes. <laughs> but, I I like it personally, but. No, I don't have a cassette player, so I never heard Stupid. it. No, I haven't, had a, I haven't had a cassette player
0: in fifteen years. It's the worst sound format. It's the worst. Vinyl it's is cheap. Way it's great cooler. for it's great well, for okay, bands my, because it's my cheap. Only,
2: my only argument for that is they're liking it because of the song, not because of the sound quality.
0: No. Well, I just think it's no, like, You got the no. Song, you got the t- yeah, yeah, yeah. They're you got liking the- it because it's unique and it's hip and it's cool. They're not. They're not liking it for the song or the sound quality. It's, they're it's like liking a Game Boy. It. Somebody's fucking the cassettes right now.
2: That's all I'm saying.
0: But again, I feel like that's already peaked. I feel like it's going down. Maybe some someone younger, just peaked to a cassette right now. Some <laughs> younger kid is watching Nick and Nora's Ultimate Playlist, but I think it's still I. Think I
2: don't. That is such like a fucking forty year old Shane reference.
0: I. That's a great movie. Speaking of forty <laughs> I, year not, old Shane, uh-huh.
2: uh Hold
1: on, Mike. Yeah, I'm fucking. Give me that. Give me that. You fucking babysitting. I know. Coach. Shane
0: hit forty. I hit forty. Yeah,
1: no, no, no. Actually, speaking of forty and getting old, uh-huh. and you already being old because you're a dad. Congrats uh-huh. on the dad life. Congrats. But I want a toast because you were finally able to propose to your. Now fiance, and that's good. And what are you you
0: saying? I I didn't. I didn't. I should have done it earlier. Is that what you're saying? No, I feel like you were hindered because of COVID. I I definitely was. (laughs) Yeah, they 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 cannot talk. That
1: sucks. And now I'm glad that you can do it. Cheers. Thank you.
0: (sighs) I appreciate
2: that. Um, Chain's getting married to one of my friends,
1: Sarah. So, like, do you feel anything when you're going in? Like, do you feel Mike there?
2: You haven't asked me yet.
0: (laughs) Wait. Do you feel a connection, the, the way, to Michael? The way you asked that question—do you feel anything going in there? Do you, you know feel like going in on it? I don't mean physically. I know it but could be metaphysically. The way you said that was—I'm uh, pretty sure I'm not thinking about Michael when I'm going <laughs> in on it. Do you feel, Michael? Mike, Mike, Mike do, do you believe it, Mike? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Am I part of your marriage <laughs> in some small way? Okay, <laughs> actually, quick side note: I don't know if we've covered this on the podcast, but multiple times through <laughs> Shane and Sarah's relationship, he has gotten us confused and told each other oh, it. secrets. <laughs> it's only been twice. It's only been twice. Ooh, but, but like, uh, they're like, they're like big, like, oh, I got you, like this, this thing you've always wanted for your birthday, or like whatever. And it's fucking hilarious. And I'm like, I finally asked him. I was like, dude, like, why did you think that Sarah was me? Aww, that's
1: no, the, look, this is how it Something goes. Like cute. <laughs> and, and this is how it goes. <laughs>
0: it's cute. The first one was I made a, a, a custom shaped surfboard for Sarah for her birthday. What just was the, the shape, surf? nothing else. Huh? No, well, no, yeah, you talk about that. Yeah. Well, oh. she, she should surf a lot more, but. Um, <laughs> she you know she'd wanted it and 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 uh i i i got her it, it I, I got it made for her and it was a total surprise and i'm showing mike i'm like oh it finally came in i'm going to take a picture and show it to mike and get him all jazzed up on it and i'm as i'm like typing it you know look check out this board i got for sarah but they i sent it to sarah because oh. so I yeah. meant to send it to Mike, but I sent it as because I'm just thinking, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. And I fucking sent it she to her. And like, She's like, wait, thanks. what? No, she's like, really? I'm like, God, no. <laughs> no. Like two just, weeks just kidding. I'm <laughs> all, just yeah. kidding. Oh, I was, I was uh. so mad at myself. And then the second time was because I was watching the dogs when you guys were at the hospital with Skylar. And Auntie, Mike's Mike's aunt, set up like this nice little, you know, welcome home, baby sky. And I took a picture of that and I was going to send it to Sarah and I fucking sent it to <laughs> Mike. Like, thinking about, like, look at how cool this <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. is for like Mike and, and Amy, you know, and, <laughs> and I fucking sent to
1: Mike. You, I'm like, God, this is a bit both ways. That's like symmetry uh, like uh, symmetry with yours.
0: Well, but here's the thing, too, is we are kind of intertwined because... We both started. Mike and I both started dating our his his now wife, my soon to be wife, pretty close to the same time. It'll be seven years for Sarah and I here on the twenty second. It will be seven years for you and Amy, pretty close. I have no idea when see, my and Amy's relationship officially started. See now, yeah, now you know
2: she who the real romantic you, she is. Her. It's me. Thank no, you it's because she won't let you in her pants until a certain
0: of time. So then, but also. Sarah and Amy have the exact, well, not the exact, the same birthday. They are one year apart. They're both wow. May 23rd, and they're both Italian-Irish, and they're both Gemini's. It's very strange how like many similarities there are. So, yeah, of course I'm going to get you mixed up with my my future wife, of course. But I'm a Sagittarius <laughs> that's not Italian at all. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Pisces, I just weird. get shit on all the time. Oh, man. I guess if
2: you're a Pisces, you're a little bitch, I guess. I, maybe I'm <laughs> I mean, a bad I'm not, dad, but I, I keep on forgetting what sign my daughter is. She's only five months old, so I'm still learning.
1: But, Wait, let's see if I can guess. She was born uh, March?
2: No. Mm-mm. January 11th. Oh, you're she's so a, wrong. She's an
1: Aquarius, right?
2: Yeah, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, it's, it's to the 21st of each month, right? 22nd?
2: Right. Well, this podcast isn't about my child's <laughs> fucking Zodiac sign. But we love Skylar all the same. Yeah. One Ooh. one of these days, we'll get her in. She can't talk yet. But. Yeah, she's 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 interning right now at the studio. That's where the tie-in yeah. is. The dogs have already been in the She can already wrap
1: cables better than half you foos. So you can wrap Capricorn, baby. Oh,
2: boy. It's Capricorn. Do really? Oh, no. Defined by loyal and discipline.
1: Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> and we don't want to get Ryan started on... The- Cable, cable, cable wrapping. All I'm saying is we have to remind you about all the things that were not corrected more than some people.
1: Yeah. If if you ever see a, uh, a phantom power, uh, anything on any preamp, whether it's the board or outboard, give me phantom. 15 lashes. That's it. I will never fire a ribbon mic in my life. I will I, take I don't.
2: I don't think I could lash through that shirt. It's so no. muscular. Yeah, no, I've
0: got too <laughs> much, too we, definitely, much we definitely have to take a picture with the shirt because, so that we can show everyone. Mm-hmm. And okay. solid A to D to D to A. Hmm? You know it. Yeah. I will give cable wrapping
1: master classes <laughs> to anybody who feels like, and here's the thing. It only needs to apply to the 50 footers because that's the only cable Mm-mm. that if you wrap a 50 foot cable wrong, I am fuming. I am like,
0: no, sh- it should be across the that. board. Like, no one should, yeah, no one really should wrap a cable. I get it. You're if, if, it's a, if, it's a, if it's a power cable, that's fine because those of course, are really, of course. But if it's a audio cable, no one should be doing that.
1: Um, you're at the end of a session. You're trying to get out of there. You're like, uh, I I I get it. As long as it's not like six knots in a row. But with the fifty footer, and I'm trying to get those n eights up in the room because that's the only move I know with in that in the lobby.
2: Hey, at least you have a guy who puts fifty footers in the studio. Because most of my no. fellow studio friends are like, my studio is only fucking twenty five feet wide. I only need a twenty five foot cable, <laughs> and I'm like, no. That's not how it goes, because your mic's going to go up fucking eight feet.
0: Mm-hmm. You're Damn. welcome. So what? What does the future hold for Mister Athey? What are you looking forward to? What is? What, what's some of your goals? What are? What, 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 tell us more. Tell us more. Not, not
1: die. Oh, uh, no, that's a good. Uh, maybe start. buy a house in ten years. But oh, that's good. You know, reasonable, su- reasonable studio goals. I'm kind of feeling um, stuff pick up. I'm the confidence is building. It really comes down to, and and this is why I love this space. It it comes down to just kind of putting the time in, you know, Mm -hmm. and all the things I'm good at in life, which I would say are I'm adequate at a lot, but good at very few. Um, At the end of the day, it comes down to putting the time in, and and at Maps, I'm just, you know, I feel like I'm just always able to put to do that. And the future kind of entails just kind of working on the craft, and just you know, I've had. A bunch of different genres in the last, um oh shit, it's, what is it? It's June now, mm-hmm. so I don't even know. The co COVID thing has been a total blur as far as getting sessions in, yeah. but it's really just you've gonna been be, pretty
0: busy though, I, I feel like within the past year. I think you've yeah. had a, a decent amount of sessions. I got one full
1: production in starting last year and mm-hmm. I guess ending this year. And then just a couple peppered sessions, and every, again, every time I hop in, it's just I'm pretty much only focused on getting better. And um, I might be chasing just an illusion, but I'm kind of trying to get you know where I'm satisfied with the the quality I put out. That is everywhere from after tape or uh, you know after the dog recording it. Like mm-hmm. this is exactly what I was going for. This is you know what I mean. Like this is more bar any artist mistake or anything like that. I'm really just working on the craft, and and I'm kind of stuck in that. Um, it's it sucks. No one gets stuck in it ever, but I'm trapped. I'm not getting out of just constantly trying to work on getting better and getting the sounds I want and finding new ways to work with this amp or that amp and or you know different things in the studio, working better with artists, being better as as an entrepreneur, those kind of things and. I'm kind of just putting my head down, you know what I mean? Like I used to um or I should say I still do. I'm very much this person where I kind of look towards the future and I get bright-eyed and I look like I get all these delusions of grandeur and with the studio stuff it's kind of just putting your head down and working. Mm. Never saying it's absolutely never saying no to anything. If I can if I can physically do it, Without you know losing my job or losing you know my girlfriend and house and dog whatever, that I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna I'm gonna make it happen, and then I'm gonna go in there with a plan and see where I you know how far I strayed from the plan, and that's kind of how I'm doing it. Um, luckily, uh, I've been very grateful. I've had several people hit me up. Uh, the network is kind of growing. I'm kind of getting a bigger picture of the scene in Orange County, and I've actually been very grateful to stumble upon a band called Joy Noise. They're connected with uh, uh, an awesome gal by the name of Donna. She runs a – what do you want to call it? I guess like a social media platform called Alt Los Angeles. Okay. But she's – I think she's up in Brea, and just – I've just been exposed to this whole scene. They kind of work out of Orange County and LA – or I'm sorry, Orange County and San Diego – and I'm kind of just like, whoa, there's this whole world of clients and potential bands I could be working with. And this whole scene I could kind of get myself in. And it's all just about me and you know, how am I going to run it? How am I going to price it? How am I going to – you know, do I need to buy this gear? Do I need to do that? And um, that's pretty much it. And it's all going to be here at the end of the day. Like I can't see myself working anywhere else. I'm not going to L.A. There's not a single studio in O.C. that could – Ever to hold a candle to what you guys do here, you guys are really? like really seriously unsung heroes. You know, if no one says it, it, where else does this happen? It doesn't. You know, you put the work in, you put the time in. It's a miracle that nothing sketchy's happened. Uh, the sketchiest oh, thing dear, is knock on some down. wood. Oh, yeah, right? shit.
0: <laughs> oh, wait, this is plastic. Though. Yeah, knock the piano behind you. What? Knock on it. Knock on the floor. I don't. I think that's fake wood. That's the floor.
2: I always go trusty. <laughs> I um.
0: Michael is implying that he's hard right
3: now. I think that's a lie.
0: Well, I mean, he's listening to you talk, so we you know, I don't know. I got some whiskey. That u eighty seven. The
1: sound of the hits.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we we definitely you know do a good job vetting people and making sure. Hey, you're who you, you say you are. You you're the people that you've given us references to say that you're who you are. And um, and then too, you know, Mike and I always sit with everyone that comes through to just talk with them, make sure you know they're cool that we're not going to be sketched out. There's been a there's been a couple people here and there where we've been like well, we we have mm-hmm. filtered out people that that yeah. that's
2: that's yeah. the good sign of our to being great judges of character process.
1: <laughs> yes,
2: yeah, Philson. You hear that, Philson? Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah man i no, I appreciate it and it's it's one of those things too though that like I don't think we um talk about enough but like our goal really is to to expand and to partner with either existing studios or or work on new studios to accommodate all those markets you know what I mean because yeah. I really <clears throat> believe in our team and and us as a team we really believe in like what we've been able to create, as far as like a little community that's working out of the same studio, mm-hmm.
0: and the whole thing stems from, and we believe there's more people too that, that want to come enjoy a, a space like this, right. and appreciate it for what it is, you know, yeah.
2: And I think I think it's a really old school mentality to think that that a studio can operate off either gigantic lockouts. And they have, let's say they get a three-month lockout for a platinum record. And then they're dark for the rest of the time. Yeah. And they had a good few years because they made so much money off of that. Like, that's not a via- That's not a good business. It's also right? not good for the scene. No, it's not. It's not serving anybody. It's not yeah. like, okay, cool, you got a good payday. And because you had that, you're going to probably get another good payday down the road. But at the end of the day, like, I want to hear more amazing music come out in the world. That that is and exactly like, the mentality the, I get from you. And yeah, that's exactly and like, what I want. The more know? the more we can facilitate that, the better. And granted, if we're if we're trying to support freelancers, you know, freelance producers, engineers, artists, songwriters, like whatever it is, we know that there's ups and downs in the business. So why would we put all of our eggs in one basket yeah. and and rely on a select few amount of people or one person to to fill up a space that's completely viable for so many people to use and i feel like that could just blow up and expand into something that that can accommodate people in so many different markets you know what i mean like and and it's just like really like i the key to a good studio for me like i could give a fuck about the neumann i could give a fuck about the ssl it's just like Give me good solid working class gear. If I want something special, we could rent it, we could do whatever. But make sure nothing's broken.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like or make if it sure, is
2: broken, make yeah. sure it gets fixed. Or, that, or that Fairchild's
1: pulled. great, but if it's if it's buzzing, I can't use
2: it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Or if like I'm working on an SSL and I'm getting my kick drum sound, you know, for a few minutes and we want to the whole drum kit and we have the whole band checked ready to do a live session like in the in the past two hours we were checking stuff you know getting mic set up i lean on the first bank of eight and fucking three of my channels went out i'm just like <laughs> what the fuck yeah. you know what i mean and it's call just like tech out to- yeah and then the poor tech who i know is stressed out he's yeah. like bringing in another channel strip i'm yeah. like dude you know this isn't the same shit
0: Sorry, you know what hybrid. What I mean? This is what happened, then you know no longer exists, but that's that's well it shouldn't anyways, it shouldn't, it shouldn't in, have happened. Rest in, RIP I hybrid rest because, because yeah. you're a beautiful studio and that I shouldn't have all. happened. But it's like
2: you know it, the same thing happened to other studios in Atlanta. It's just like mm-hmm. it it it's not it doesn't do anybody any good, like because the studio doesn't feel good about it. I don't feel good about it, the tech doesn't feel good about it, the artists like, don't feel good about it. No, nobody feels good about it. Yeah. So I would much rather pay somebody a proper amount of money for something that works than it than doesn't work. You know what I mean? But like in in a different light here, like really what I try to like pride ourselves on is just like, yo, if you tell me something's not working, Ryan, I'm either gonna pull it or fix it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'll I'll take it a step further and say that this this fascination and, and again as a as a kind of growing up in a weird or I should say a modern recording uh, record engineering perspective of what gear means and why you got to use the 1176 on this and you got to use the SSL for this. And if you don't, you you know, it's all bullshit. Like it's all, you know what I mean? When you talk about uh God, what's his fucking name? Uh, he just died. Al Schmidt. And he's like, and he's just like, yeah, well we did that because we only had two EQs. So right. like we did this. And yeah. and that's like that's a legendary sound to whatever. And everybody used that and build off of his sound. Right. All this gear shit and this obsession with gear and I'm so guilty, especially when it comes to guitar stuff, um, it's all bullshit. It's all it's all just to make us feel like there's something there that's not. And at the end of the day, like I mentioned earlier, we were talking about earlier. This first, you need impact and you need energy. Like that's just that's that's it. It just needs the song needs to be good. The performance needs to be there. You yeah. Know, whether it was run through this summing mixer or like no one cares. Like really, the you want you want to
0: capture care. a live. You know what? Whatever kind of the live setting that you would see a band perform, and you want to pretty much capture that. Yeah, which which yeah. should be full of energy, which should be full of emotion, which should be full of you know creativity. That's that's what you want to capture. The other thing with me is like if I can't get it, it like if I say like
1: I'm getting a bass sound or something, and I run it through maps and I go, well, this is in an original eleven seventy six. So the bluey has more distortion on the top end. So that uh, like dude, that is like so diminishing returns on mm-hmm. the grand scope of how this is really going to sound that it comes down to me as an engineer. And that's why I kind of love spaces like this, where it's just like, I'm sitting here thinking like, I'm not going to fix this with a pull deck, like some magical, you know, or vintage Neve. Like that's not going to fix this. It's all me. Or it's the song or it's how he's playing the part or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's where the spaces like maps are. And again, I think long run, what this will do for the scene will just pay off just huge dividends because you're going to get producers and artists that are really going to start to think about it again. Like I forget how you're saying it. Like, It was random. It was uh, just kind of just like happening. You know what I mean. It Mm -hmm. wasn't just like, well, this is how you do it. And um, in the in the gear talk, it's just going to be like, I'm just I'm just letting it happen in the space of the studio. I'm getting creative solutions, and it's uh, the band you mentioned earlier. These guys
0: um banter, oh,
1: banter yeah Panther, yeah just like just just all vibe like oh no but the bass player he's, he's also the drummer what's gonna happen like oh wait wait it's music it doesn't matter yeah and no he it was, it. It was, yeah it was killer oh he just nailed it okay mm-hmm. okay i guess it doesn't matter then it doesn't matter if we had a or something. well
2: that's so like, like what's right. interesting like what you said which i really like is like you know i'm not gonna fix this with the gear but like also something that's that's pushed me in my experience of working at other studios and something i try to perpetuate here it's just like and what I'm excited about about having so many people make records out of here is just like, fuck, like this dude made that record out of here with that same gear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds completely different than what you would do, right? And it's just like it yeah. it's kind of inspiring. It gives you a little bit of fire under your ass. You yeah. know what I mean? Where you're kinda of like, oh wow, like maybe maybe it isn't the gear. Like maybe, you know what I mean? Spoiler, May- it's not. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like that, that's that's something that's always been really like inspiring for me. But one thing I want to ask you was I mean, cause I feel like we're kind of close to wrapping up, but what is like the singular most st- like stressful point of making mm. a record for mm-hmm.
1: you? Oh man. Well, <laughs> like I'm, singular, like, like very poignant, <laughs> like I'm mixing right now. So I'm going to say <laughs> mixing, but I would definitely say, um, I, oh, that's so tough to answer because it just changes depending on the band it depends on the song hmm. you know what i mean like uh, okay to to just juxtap- juxtapose uh a recent full production i just did um it was a a band and they're kind of like alt rock alt punk like whatever somewhere in that broad scope and some of their songs were like the one of the guitar player puts an octave thing. So it's like really heavy. Uh, But then the other guitar player is playing in standard. So it's normal. And then it cuts out and it's just like really spoken word soft. And then it bursts into drums and one guitar, but it's a clean guitar. And I'm like, okay, shit, wait, wait, wait. How do I, how do I approach How do I record this? How do I, how do I get the Mm -hmm. most out of what I'm doing? Oh shit. Is this the right tone? And I'm like, oh, I got a DI wait, but Mm -hmm. but is the DI going to be enough? You know, yada, yada, yada. So,
2: so it's more of a tracking thing for you
1: i don't know at, at the end of the day i feel like it's it's mixing right now but because i don't have a good monitoring environment um well a monitoring environment that i don't pay for on an hourly basis cause mark I has s- his arms uh,
0: mark oh my mark. god nobody knows oh, my fucking name call i called the mark you gotta drink now i do yeah, yeah i mean I guess, that's but- probably part of the problem but-
2: Well, and for the record, you were on a monthly agreement.
0: Hey, so Mike had his arms open to the studio space, and that's why you have a perfect place to do all this. Studio B. Studio
1: B. So here's the thing I I already fucked up once in changing monitoring environments uh, because I moved recently. Uh And so I went from having a treated acoustic space in my previous apartment. To now, not and I haven't had the time to put the panels up and measure the this and the that, and so I've been doing it on headphones. And so, like when it comes to measuring low end and in like, well, is this really the high end? Is this and referencing and mixing, right. m- mixing kind of gets gnarly. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I, at the end of the day, I say post production is is bad for me because I started in the school of infinite choice. Oh, just change the sample. Just reamp the guitar. Just do this. Where I feel like Mike, Shane, probably the same thing where you guys probably commit to stuff on the way. And actually, as a matter of fact, the more I, the more time I spend here, the more I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to mix it off the board right now. <laughs> like I'm, You're going to get this. This is what you're getting. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Well, I just feel like, and the reason I ask you is because I have been analyzing, especially through COVID and all that kind of stuff, like, you know, not, not being as active in the studio because we did shut down for a few months and all that is this kind of like what stresses me out the most and really I what I think it is is this weird thing where like I'm so confident in committing people's sounds because of their songs like I I try not to work on people's music that doesn't like make me happy you know what I mean mm-hmm. and move. yeah and it's like that's influencing like whatever tone I'm, I'm capturing because it's just like, Oh, this reminds me. And you, and, and yeah. I'm not necessarily communicating it, but I'm kind of like, Oh my God. Like you just picked up on something, whether it be that drum part or the bass part, or the guitar part, or the keyboard part, or the vocal part, whatever it is on some record that I love that is huge. So like, why not tap into that? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like committing those sounds, I'm kind of like, I feel super confident. Cause I'm like, Hey man, like, I'm going like, you just played like a super Dave Grohl Nirvana drum part. Like, cool. Let's like tap into some Bush fig shit. You
1: know what I mean? That's what I was literally or like,
2: thinking of nevermind right now. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. it is. You know what like I mean? He like
1: tri- he had to trick Kurt Cobain into double tracking. Right. So yeah. like the mm-hmm. Lennon thing could, and all yeah, that. Yeah.
2: yeah. But it's like, cool. Like this is, this is like what I, l- I love about tracking. And I think tracking is when I'm least stressed. Like, and I, I, I make it a point to make bands comfortable. like, you want a drink? Cool. Let's fucking go out some beers at lunch. Like whatever. Um, you know, I've had other people <laughs> fucking mushrooms in here, and DMT. Oh yeah. And I'm
0: like, dude, I don't know. if you should so record just your
2: part. The <laughs> they just sit down on the floor for fifteen minutes.
1: Like, no, yeah. he was going full
0: board, and he like you had no idea. And he's like, I'm tripping on DMT right now. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> dude, like
2: I don't even know. Like, it sounded good, but like I'm not on that same. Wavelength. (laughs) Maybe that's what I need to do.
0: Because as an artist, as an artist, as an artist, a recording artist, that's the most stressful part for me is getting that performance and like feeling like, yes, this is it. And we all were in it together. Because I'm, I definitely get more, a little bit more skeptical in the mixing process. But, well, that, that, and that's what I was going to bring up because it, it, it pertains to you
2: is and we've had so many conversations about this, is like the most stressful thing for me is not the mixing process up front. It's mm. the revision process. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. When they want it to sound a certain well, way. Well, right. and,
2: and majority of the time, somebody asks for something so specific. That you
1: like, couldn't hope
2: to achieve. Because No, no, no. It's no, not, no, something I mean? stupid like, you know, I really just... What are you more. calling me stupid? I, no, 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 <laughs> I'm not. It's, it's, this is not an example that pertains to you. Okay. I would blatantly tell you. Well, that's you this.
0: how you 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 went from this conversation. No no
2: no, 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 I'm getting there, dude.
0: Relax. Drink some more whiskey. Oh, um, but life. no, 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 that, oh, no. no! Oh. Let me take a break. Michael gonna have more, but anyways, um, Buffalo Trace shout out. Yeah, Buffalo Trace.
2: You and uh, you smooth. and Bird
0: Dog could fucking fight. You can fight
2: it out, but. It's like, okay, we need more hi-hat. And I'm just at the point where I'm like, I start questioning my relationship with my client, and I'm like, do you really think more hi-hat is going to make somebody happier when they listen to your song? And I'm just kind of like... It's very
0: funny, though. That's always kind... It seems like that's a certain point of contention with a lot of albums is how much hi-hat is in the mix. That's so strange. Uh, that's what I okay. felt.
1: I'm gonna go on the stage and say hi. Hats are the single loudest and most annoying things I've ever recorded. <laughs> like I can't. Yeah, and maybe that's get, why I fucking no. Hate but hi-hats. like <laughs> I,
2: I think it's more so. I think probably what you're tapping into is how well hi hats were controlled. Sure. Yeah, 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 exactly. One hundred percent. But, yeah. but it, it's, it's a stupid example. More tambourine, whatever it is. Like something stupid. Yeah. That's like doesn't impact how much you love the song. Right. Sure. Now, on the flip side, I've had very stressful moments mixing Shane's records, where it's like, okay, and this is a very real example: is it's just not portraying the same emotion as as when I wrote the song. And to me, that's like the most stressful point in mixing. It's just like, fuck, like Hmm. that is the last thing that I want to do for somebody, right? Granted, Shane doesn't pay me. So, um, but it.
0: <laughs> I have tried at certain points and sometimes you decline it. So, hey.
2: Because I paying, love you, bitch. Paying you in Buffalo Trace for Um yeah.
0: No, that's actually no, no, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, redacted that is the studio projected.
2: Uh, re- but regardless, <laughs> the point being, like, I think that's not something that's like talked about enough. And that's the only reason I bring it up With with. You know, this conversation is, you know, like, the people that are are working on your record, whether they're in the engineer role, mix engineer role, producer, session player, whatever it is, anybody who's, like, worth having around and isn't just a total fucking dick, you know, like, they don't want to, like disappoint you mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it, this is art like it's emotional for everybody yeah you know yeah. what i mean like 100%. it's it, like my mix is my performance yeah. my session playing as on a I, on a drum part is my you're, performance you're
1: resonating with me right you know now. and it's like a
2: mix and i i just don't think that it's like part of the conversation enough where you know it's like no like we need we need to go back to the drawing board like you know even though it's a budget thing whatever else but it's like there's something there. Like, let's say like I charge a flat rate for a mix. Right. And then we hit that point where it's just like, this isn't what I wanted and I'm heartbroken. They're heartbroken. It's like, how do you navigate that? You know? And I think those are conversations that I want to keep on having on this podcast. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, this is tough. Like this is like real, real shit. You know what I mean? Because we, we, we talk about Chris Lord Algae, like, Oh my God, he's legendary mix. Every mix he did is fuck. He isn't shit gold. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. Like, He's also
1: been handed premium recorded material from
0: sessions or
2: premium that, songs that, like, you could have just fucking, like you said, like you could just thrown up, shit yeah. at zero, and it's just like, oh wow, that sounds great. But even too, I I, I
0: I wonder a lot of the times, you know, for any even big artist, they go into it with a certain uh, idea of how it's going to sound, and then it sounds completely different. And even though it sounds completely different, it might be amazing but initially they go into it and it's like this is how it's supposed to be as far as you know how i've written it or but also too with this these are group projects you know it's (laughs) almost always good unless you're um what's his name from tame and paula oh parker Yeah. yeah it's these are group projects, and as we all know, if we've ever gone through any form of education school system, group projects are challenging. It's, you have yeah. one person who's pretty much taken the lead, whether they want to or not, and Sometimes it doesn't go exactly the way that everyone wants to and sometimes it, even when they don't want it to go that way it works out amazing. Sometimes when they want it to go a certain way and it doesn't it doesn't it w- doesn't work out. But you accept it either way. You have you to. You have to. Or, or and and that's the one thing that I don't ever like any artist or band to do is shelve something. I really don't I don't like that Just because... put it out,
2: put it out there because you're not going to re-record it. It's well, exactly. not better. I, yeah. Okay, not 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 to D- be devil's Sure.
0: If you shell
2: something and then put out that exact same product later... Okay, big monster. Cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like... You could talk to Jimmy about that. Oh, but or, <laughs> or
0: if you shelve that product and then really find out how you wanted to do it and then re-release it... That's fine too. Yeah.
2: But it's like... I I won't ever take away that artistic um, privilege to be like, yo, this is not what I want to put out right now. Right. Like, I I will always give somebody that privilege. That's always a tough conversation. That's always a tough conversation. But but the only tough thing for me is if they start taking the stance that it was production and recording. Yeah. 90% of the time it's because they're not into the song. Right, you know that's, sure. that's 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 hard to tell them though. I, sure. I
1: really I've been there. I've actually I'm not gonna say anything, but because uh, we're live. But no, it's it's one of those things where we're not live. If anyone it's,
0: listening, this is not live. Yeah, we're, it's, it's you're hard. listening to this a good amount of days after this
1: has it's, been. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's hard to say that like. Hey, this sucks because you suck, like on this song. Like, you're great. And that's so you, this goes kind of back to what what you're saying with like, we uh, all suck sometimes. Yeah, yeah, everyone sucks. It goes back to what you're saying with tracking being. So, I feel like me as a producer in the studio, I would like to claim this. I could get different, I feel like I'm very good at getting the artist like, we're
2: all here yeah. in the moment. Oh, dude. It's, a, it's a fucking therapy session. Yeah. Like, I, especially with How many singers, therapy sessions that we had, Shane. We've had quite, a few. <laughs> <I feel laughs> quite like, a few. I feel like I'm really good at that because
1: I'm just like, low, this doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like, this is completely objective. I'm really good at that. Just being like, take your mind off it. Don't stress. This is not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Fuck, dude, we could book a whole other day. Don't care. Like, just fucking go for it. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really good at that. But it's hard to tell an artist, like, hey, the way – certain people. I feel like the, sure. uh, a lot of good are really like – that was shit. You know what I mean? Um, for example, I heard uh, the guy who produced Black Hole Sun on South Garden's Super Unknown was uh, – uh, Chris Cornell came in and sang some takes and he was like, this is shit. The real artist can like take that criticism yeah. and be like, yeah, this this sucks. But some mm-hmm. people, they they do take it very personally because you're putting yourself out there. But yeah, it's, hard. it's it's hard to, to tell them like, look, the reason why this doesn't sound as good is because you didn't give a good performance. Right. None of this was written and even if the performance was good, the song wasn't really written well. So I'm kind of working doubly against me. It's not how I recorded it. It's not how I mixed it. Right. You know and that I mean? and that
2: that's how I, you know, on a personal note, that's how I ended up in like more of a selective like producer role. Because I was just like, look, look, like I'm not doing anybody any good recording something that I know is wrong from the get-go, but, you know?
0: I mean, even that, too, is what, what's wrong and what's right. Well, not, that,
2: that, not, not wrong, but like... Sometimes it's easy to tell at the front, like, some, this is wrong. Some, yeah. Sometimes. sometimes. It, it's like, oh, wow, like, I could really help this, but you don't want my help.
0: Right. Yeah, but, you know? Too, like, That's it, too. Hey, yeah. I can't stand listening to Pavement's vocals. Like, I can't do it, you know? But... They're a very successful popular band because they, uh, apparently they did something right to where they have a fan base so that's that is always going to be a tricky line and in certain situations it's like blatantly obvious like yeah you just didn't you just didn't get this performance but other li- other certain genres or certain areas it's like it's just it's totally subjective it's like wow this sounds so cool and it's so great and some other person will be like I don't like this at all.
1: <laughs> that that's the fun part though is is finding out like taking the like, right. who gives a shit kind of a spectrum and like who says like honestly one of my proudest moments is when all the the normies so to speak uh-huh. hate it. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean like when I made alternative music or metal or something heavy yeah. and all the normal people in quotes I'm doing air quotes right now mm-hmm. podcast people but it's it's uh it, when they hate it I'm kind of proud. Yeah. But at the end of the day i when i I've, I've done several songs where i'm like this is just kind of out of your range this yeah. isn't really normally what you write this isn't normally what you're good at and i always say again this is why studio therapist i'm going to coin that trademark it, but when i say that i say like look you're not good at this or you're not this isn't really hitting it on the head i say right now you can right. work on this and i always juxtapose it with like, I, wanted to, learn how good. To, I yeah. wanted to learn how to sweet pick and shred, yeah. like, Ingve Malmsteen, whatever. Yeah. I didn't do it overnight. Now, if I right. was recording an album and I was playing, like, whatever, Green Day, Easy, Power Chords, and then all of a sudden I wanted to shred, like, Ingve, but I never practiced, it's not going to sound good. A lot of artists have a hard time coming to terms with that because they wrote it, and they wanted it to sound like that, and they committed it, and right. in their head they built it up so hard, like, oh, it's going to sound right. like this. And, and you know
0: too, I mean? yeah, w- from what you're saying as well is... You can you can take what you want it to be and where you're at and you can make it even something your own that is at a certain level of pers- proficiency, yeah. yeah. Or, or you know, just as far as even character of yeah. how the song goes—that's the art form of it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just do whatever fits for you. Yeah, it'd be like the
1: shape version of this. If yeah. if, if Shane wanted to shred Ingve, he could just do like a really low key version. I would of never. Uh, I, I would never. You. Look, I can show you some really good Ingve records. Trust me, he was a savant for two records. Then he got in a Lamborghini crash. He's never been the same
0: since. I trust me. Anyway, Melstein so, is the truth. <clears throat> let's let's bring that to that point. Let's uh, let's uh let's let's bridge the gap and be who who would be your ultimate artist to produce and engineer? Shit.
1: Um honestly, like I'm a i hu- am I still to this day I don't even really listen to them that much, but I'm a huge Avenged Sevenfold fan uh-huh. and it comes down to a lot of people when they hear that name, they mm-hmm. hear a bunch of different things, but what I hear is like this weird, like I guess metal version of Danny Elfman. Like if you took, if you took the
2: Beetlejuice soundtrack, can't record the the band without the Rev, dude.
1: Yeah, no, that's. I mean, Brooks Brooks Wackerman, their current drummer is is, is Brooks is great. He's like, fucking amazing. I mean, actually,
2: I had dinner with his dad one time. Well, what? they're a, they're the whole musical family. Weird. They shred. But yeah. I've actually he, worked with his other brother multiple times. And crazy. They they're I'll
1: talk no. I mean, that later. It's
0: He's a small in, world, people. Once you start getting going in the the music industry, it's a very small world. Yeah. Brooks used to play for Bad Religion and. Yeah.
1: He for, played uh, for the for he played for the uh, the Vandals for a record. But okay. he also
2: played with Tenacious D. I saw him yeah, play with Tenacious that's D right. at Sasquatch. That's right, and they had the blow up penis bat thing. <laughs> it was hilarious. No,
1: he. I mean, he's a he's a, I, I was initially, uh, you know, not down, but he, he shreds. He's so talented. I mean, yeah. just look at him. He's such a nerd for drums
2: at the same time. Like yeah, he's, but he's he's like a like a pure talent. Yeah, you know. just just watch him play on. I mean, he's all. It's about just weird it. that his brother's a great drummer too. Like it's
1: Chad, well, the whole family. He, you know, the yeah. whole family was at OSHA and whatever. But if I could record Osha. a band,
0: oh, I, I, I haven't heard that, that Talk about in education. In a
1: while. Yeah, I haven't been there. But if you if I had to record a band, it would be something that kind of merged the heaviness that <laughs> is a metal band and then the goofy spookiness that is you know, Nightmare Before Christmas or whatever. Bongo that sounds, anything? yeah, fu- yeah On Go Boingo too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it sounds fucking lame, but that's, that's honestly that's at, cool. at my core who I am. There's not a lot of bands that sound like that. It's probably going to end up being me, but for <laughs> now I'll do
2: anything that comes my way. Hey, I'll, I'll learn how to play fast for you. Yeah. I mean,
0: you or gotta... I can play fast for you. I played in a punk rock Dad, band. Wait, wait, <laughs> Shane's the drummer, really. (laughs) Shane is right. Wait, but who hits harder? (laughs) Who hits harder? Oh, Mike, it's yeah, Mike hits really hard. Kick wise, 100%. I just need to up my stick weight and I could hit as hard as Mike easily because I'm very strong. (laughs) I'm very (laughs) strong. I play with stupid jazz sticks, you know. Uh, The shape show I
1: saw and it was it was was, with the Wayfair and it was great. It sounded great. This is where I first recognized Shane's ultimate tenor. But at the same time, I was like, fuck, Mike hits hard. Like, and he hits with pers- – like, you know, it's like some drummers hit hard, but they're so loose that, like, it, you're like, that was hard, but, like, you didn't hit it on the one. Where Mike is like, that's the one,
0: and I'm going to hit it fucking hard. But the best – Observation I forget Who said this It was like I've had so many people say this Mike I know what you're gonna it, say when, when, when Mike's playing drums It looks like he does not care yeah, At he's all like, He's just like Looking around He's like eh. <laughs> 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 Fuck When is the song fucking over <laughs> Hey
2: You said the same thing About me surfing as well It's true After he snakes you uh, After he snakes
0: me yeah. Dude I've been I got lectured But oh, A shit. few times Well let's let's I wanna wrap it up With one question Top three albums of all time. Of all time.
2: Fuck. Okay. Records to, though, like like Records. front to back. Yes. yes. No fucking. All, I like the White Album, but I hate Piggies. Yeah, like, no, no, none, no, no. None they're they're all
1: gonna be metal because I sure. love. I'm I get, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, metal soul. Mm-hmm. I listen to. I don't even. Listen, I don't yeah. listen to metal. Like on a day-to-day basis, honestly, I listen to like the Beatles or like Led Zeppelin on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. But top three albums are going to have to be "City of Evil" by Avenged Sevenfold. It's actually, mm-hmm. and again, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. Bro, listen to these I things. went
2: to see them on that
1: it's, tour. Don't it's fucking... tattooed on my fucking arm. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I will fuck you up if you say <laughs> otherwise. Anyways, that "Vulgar Display of Power" by Pantera, and then mm-hmm. "Iowa" by Slipknot. Those are my top three albums. Easy, all metal all heavy, all intense. That's been my life so far. Cool. And uh the next uh big monster record
0: <laughs> whenever it comes out. It's done. It's, it's done. done. Where is it? Are you still shopping? Like let's go. It's it needs the appropriate time from what I understand, which I which I do gmail dot com. There you go. <laughs> all,
2: all right. right. It's Thanks. been a pleasure. Yeah. Oh shit! My we have one more thing to try to maybe sort of kind of accomplish let us see here for a quick ending segment because we can edit this out oh, if we would Maxie like Maxie boy how
0: are we gonna oh, get his, his sound Max sounds like
2: your problem hey, there he is there he is oh your hair is gone this looks oh terrible my <laughs> God.
1: what's up wait turn the volume on Mike I can't hear him talk to me
2: penis oh that's a strong opener <laughs> we are currently recording a podcast with ryan in which we talked plenty of shit on you <laughs> Good, we Good. will have you on soon yes okay is that an in and out cup yeah they have in and out in nevada
3: Fucking! They got everything so cal in Nevada, dude. I eat I eat El Pollo Loco three times a week,
2: man. Yeah, healthy boy. Is that why you had to cut your hair? Because your hair was just disintegrating from all the sodium in that food? Nah,
3: my 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 hair was like high school baggage. Like in, in the mirror, just looking at me, like
2: I know, like my high school boner just died as as I answered the phone. <laughs> or wait, you answered the phone. That's even worse.
3: Yeah, I mean. Short hair Max picks up every time. <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny
2: is I just mastered a record for the first time ever and it coincided with you cutting your hair. I guess you lost some job. Wow.
0: oh
3: <laughs> wow. wow. They, um, they, not, they not feel the extra budge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks great, dude. I love you. It looks great, but it is weird for sure. I, I never would have thought I would have seen Max with short hair. I yeah. like it. It makes a lot of sense
3: becoming more of like a grumpy utilitarian in my old age here uh, i think you have been for a while i
2: just forgot your hair was there <laughs>
3: yeah. pretty much i mean I, it just i sort of realized like i have this to look good on stage because that supports my ego and like following high school was just the slow process of like questioning and deconstructing uh, Whatever, I'm not meant for social media. Let's just put it that way. Kay.
2: in and out is the only truth. Well,
0: we no, just but got he, like he a here's a full
2: podcast out of Max and fucking. I know, 30 right? Seconds. He,
0: here's here's also the truth: is get it's gonna get uh, be tough getting used to headbanging with no hair. I, I I will tell you that from experience. Shane did it
2: one time for a music video. I've done awesome, it multiple times. Knows. It's
0: weird. I can tell you that the weight he ratio. He heavy music. The weight ratio is a little weird to get used to. I'm just letting you know. Um,
3: I guess the whole idea is that I switch from being like hairy metal guy that conforms with the look of other hairy metal guys to <laughs> me.
0: we will oh, see where that fits ooh.
3: in on stage. We'll see.
1: Oh, Once, once human shows, where are they coming back? That's right.
3: Maybe, I think maybe October or something, but I mean, these things, like, there's talk out the ass, but then
0: action is, like, the super rare and coveted beautiful thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs>
2: so does, it, does this mean that the new U is wearing less black, or...
3: Oh, no, the... Cool club, I mean, I, <laughs> anything, I've, I've like, set the stage, you know what I mean? It's like, I've shipped out the new hardware, but if I, if I do the firmware upgrade, you know, we'll see.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... like- You're at least the same old fucking black MacBook, but you have some bullshit OS update coming.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm really glad. Fuck, I'm really glad I got I got a fucking beefy Intel iMac man because the the shit that's coming out right now it's like the wrong size. It's got the weak chip. All right, we're
2: saving this for your interview, dude. I I just want I just want a little fucking cameo, and we're already too deep. Holla. I love you. You're next. We're gonna call you for the next episode.
0: I will fucking
2: talk some shit on your shit, dog. Yeah, that's right.
1: We need to have him here. We
0: need to have him here. That's what we need to do. I'll negotiate that. I think I might be able to make it happen. Okay. Love you. Thank you. So let's
2: do it. Peace. See ya.
0: All right. That's the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, it is. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Ryan Athey. You're welcome. For joining us. Thank you for being a part of MAPS.
1: I will grace myself with, wait, grace
0: MAPS with my presence. Okay, good. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. You're Sometimes gracing me with soon. that shirt. You really that's are. Right. Those nipples right now are Bro, you really can, poking can you out. Can you
2: please go home with
0: that you and just show your with, lady? You
2: can catch me at Blackie's getting tubed on it. I'm oh, sure that's going to happen.
1: Cheers. Okay, we're going to hold you to
0: that. You can put it over your wetsuit. Or if it, we're get, it's getting pretty warm, so you can just I'm do gonna was gonna tr- I'm going to go last time trunk you trunk saw it. somebody get chubbed at Blackie's. going to go. Chubed. I remember my one good barrel, and that day that some guy yelled at you at Blackie's, that was. I'm going to bring funny. my Costco waves. No, that my my was My Costco Magnolia. Jerry
1: Lopez huh? signature. Oh. And, and shred it. You don't even worry yeah, about it. it. Doesn't matter what Blackie's is at. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna send it.
0: I like how you're so far from the microphone now. At the very end of our show, <laughs> but you can still hear me. You need a fucking three
1: thousand dollar <laughs> because
2: it has the sound of the hits. <laughs> but, but it's uh, getting closer to the pop screen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're Love, you, buddy.
1: Love, Love you.
0: You the best. Shagamahals. Later. Maps Studios is located in Fullerton, California. If you'd like to learn more, follow us on Instagram at Record at Maps or check out our website, recordatmaps.com.